God bless you and greetings everyone in Jesus name. This is Dr. Valerie Simpson. And this is Elder Daniel Simpson. And we are with Reset Forever Ministries. This is the podcast. Um, we are going to present to you today from Union Gospel Press the final lesson of our fall quarter, which is going to be for Sunday, the 29th of uh, November. And it's lesson number 13. The title of the lesson is Moses Reflects God's Glory. It's found in the book of Exodus, chapter number 34, verses 27 through 35. And we're going to kind of pick up uh, just a little bit of a recap from next, from last week because it really sets up this week's lesson. And then we're going to proceed into the lesson. With that, I'm going to give this... Over to Elder Daniel Simpson at this time. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is a good lesson. But we really can't understand the, the, the depth of this lesson until we can recap the lessons that... You see, the crystal, yes. because it was really... You, you would think if you walked into this lesson that it was just uh, an arrogant disregard of people. But if you go over last week's lesson... As you were saying, yes, because the lessons that we have already looked at, we understand something that covenant is very important to God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And when He made the covenant with the children of Israel and gave gave them the Ten Commandments, when they built the the golden calf or the molten molten calf. calf. Yeah. Um, at that point, and when they started worshiping it, and when Aaron proclaimed that, that was these be the gods that brought you out of, out of Egypt, yes. they broke God's covenant. It was disgraceful because, uh, you know, it was just a matter of Moses being out of their sight for just over a month. And just like that, you know, they just blatantly violated everything. Well, even God called it Aaron's calf mm-hmm. that he had made, the calf that Aaron had made. Mm-hmm. And Aaron did cause the children of Israel to err greatly. And in, do- and in doing so, they right now at that moment was not in covenant relationship with God. Yeah, at that particular moment they had broken the covenant, so the relationship was broken. Yes. And I think as we were saying before, out of Isaiah, that it is your sins and your iniquities that have separated between you and your God. And we're going to see that separation, how severe it was because of their iniquity. Good. So in last week's lesson, as we read, God told Moses to take him on their journey, mm-hmm. but God wasn't going to go with them. Yeah, so there had actually had been a, a very big separation between them to the point where God didn't even want to be in the camp with the people. So Moses had to take that tent and pitch it way outside the camp. Outside the camp because God wanted he wanted to be his people had separated. They had offended him. They had infuriated him. Well they, so, well, they broke the covenant. They, they was, broke the covenant. Yes. It was it was at that point they was not his people. That's why he told Moses, these are your people. You brought them out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Moses was a, I really liked Moses because mm-hmm. he was a good mediator. He was a, a, a compassionate mediator. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he w- would remind the Lord that you have a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And these are your children. And these, <laughs> these yes. are their descendants. Mm-hmm. Even with the way that they're acting. Yes. Our children don't always act the way that we've taught them to act. But God is so much more compassionate. The thing was, um, they 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 broke rule number one, and we're going to talk about that. And it was just the most flagrant thing that they could have done is to say, this is the God that brought us out, and take all of his glory. And God said, I'm not giving my glory to a graven image. Yes, that's what he said in the second commandment, make no graven image. Yes. So they broke that one. They broke. They two. broke that one. They broke. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Yes. So they broke that. 
And then he found himself in judgment, which is the third commandment. You know, I'll visit the sins of the father upon the children up until the third and fourth generation. Well, and so now their um, their their indiscretions and deeds have now affected generations to come. Yes, and and at this point, um, a plague was among the people. So Moses, as we read in last week's lesson, he really go and pleads God case. I mean, I'm sorry, he pleads the children of Israel case to the Lord to say, I won't go on this journey without you. Well, the Lord had told told uh, Moses. In last week's lesson. Yeah, yeah, he had told Moses. First, he didn't want to be around him. So that's why Moses said, that's okay, let's fellowship over here. Let's go way outside the camp. And they would just watch him go out there and set up the tabernacle or the, the yeah. tent. And then when Moses stood at the door, the people stood. And then the cloud would come down upon the tent and after Moses went in. And they knew he was in communion with God. And all they could do was humble themselves and bow down because they knew they were wrong. So, but there was still a plague because even though Moses had made them drink that water with that gold, crushed up in it, it wasn't enough. Even though 3,000 were slain and died that day, God's fury wasn't satisfied. So now a plague has been sent in addition to everything. Just because they broke those, it's not a small thing. A lot came upon them. It was like a whirlwind of judgment that came on them. Yes, because they was not in covenant relationship. They broke it. They broke it. And this is what we have to remember as being children of the Lord, we are in covenant relationship by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he expects us to do our part of the covenant. We know he's faithful mm -hmm. and he's merciful mm -hmm. and he's compassionate and he's long-suffering towards us. Yeah. He is and I can say amen to that because... I can lift my hands and I can... <laughs> give him some know, glory yeah, that. I can worship He has been right faithful yes. to us. But... I like Moses at the beginning of his ministry here mm -hmm. because as we looked in last week's lesson, he go before the Lord and he says, I don't want to go if you're not going to go. Well, yeah. So the situation there was that he told him, go ahead on the journey. It's time to move on. But I'm going to send the angel of the Lord out and they're going to drive out here by the Jebusites, the Amorites, the... You know, he was going to drive on all those other nations that were going to be him. But that was the angel of the Lord going with them. See, even though all this judgment and plague and everything was there, he still said, I'm just going to send the angel of the Lord. Moses was keen in his, his understanding that God sending the angel to clear it out was not enough. He needed God's presence. So that's where Moses comes in. And begins to say, if you look, if you're not going to be in this, I'm not, please don't let us move one step away from this camp without you. Don't let us take one single step in any direction, even if it's the direction you point us. We don't want to go without you. Well, like in last week's lesson, it's grace for grace. Mm -hmm. And it says in Exodus 33, okay. verse 13, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, yes, yes. grace for grace for grace for grace. Oh, for Show grace. me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. Mm -hmm. And consider that this is that this nation is thy people. Moses went from grace, grace. Mm -hmm. He pleaded for grace. And we know grace is unmerited favor. Yeah, it's unmerited favor in this context and also you know, it's power and enablement too. Um, but in this case, you know, you know, if, if, if at this time you can look upon me and find any kind of, you know, compassion, if you have any tenderness towards you, favor, as you said, unmerited, if there is, an, if I found any of that in any measure, please show their kindness to these <laughs> people. Even now. You see, how, you see how Moses did that? It was Moses' grace. He said, my grace the take grace my grace. The grace that Moses had yes, found. Show the kindness unto these people. Right, not, not I'm okay and I'm good, you know, they should they should never have done yeah. what they did. No, no, no. If, if, you, if you like me, then bless them. Yes. If you love me, 
then keep them. Yes. If you have compassion upon me, spare them. That was a that's that's now, a isn't that type like of the shadow of yes. That is a type is of Christ, Christ if I've ever seen one. Is that not Christ? That's right. For you know, he you know, the Bible says he, he had gave his life for the sins of many. You know, he gave himself a ransom. You know, take me, you know, and if you have to just hold me in captivity while they go free. You know, that was the kind of sacrificial uh, spirit that Moses had as well. So not just not just me, Lord, but them too. Wow. What a man of God. That's a man of God. That's a true man of God. Love what him. What a man Love of God. Love the sheep. Yeah. Love the father. And all while Moses is doing this, he's negotiating with God mm-hmm. to renew the covenant that they had broken. Right. Because and God, the, was, God was just right. in his judgment because they had broken the covenant that he made quickly. He did say he was gonna come. He said, Look, "Just Moses, I will just I will descend on them in a minute. In one moment, I will take them all out. And um, that because they had broken and destroyed it, and it was just wages of sin is death. You're getting what you deserve. And some of these people had chided against Moses, and some of these people had complained. And, you know." He brought us out here to kill us in the wilderness, you know, when they were, and then when Pharaoh was coming upon them, you know, they were just against, Moses could have thought about all of that in his, in the back of his mind, but he wasn't holding any of that. He was looking upon them as children in need of their father and protection and provision. That's what they were. They were sheep. He was a genuine man of God. Genuine. Through and through. So in verse number, um, so that was the setting. So if we look at verse number, uh, chapter number 34, verse number 1. And so at this point, Moses is uh, going to go back up into the kingdom. Are we we missing anything uh, from 33? Because I know that um, the Bible says that he had talked to Moses like a man, you know, face to face. Um, And... um, Moses had asked God. We know from last week that um, after God, had, after Moses had pleaded with God, and God found, had given him favor and granted all this that we were just talking about, that um, Moses asked additionally, like you were saying, that not only do I want you to tell me you're going to go with me, because God told him, I'm going to go with you. He wanted him to show him, you know, your glory, I need a sign. Yes, it's like Moses, um, he knew that the covenant was broken. Yeah. So, yes, he wanted that confirmation. Mm-hmm. So, in verse 12 of chapter 33, okay. God grants Moses' request, and he, Moses gets a chance to see God, some of God's glory. Yeah. And we know the story, how God took him on a cliff and showed him his high part. And called his name as he walked by. by wow. Lord, like this is the Lord. Not all those images, not what Aaron made. I was proclaiming my glory and my presence. I am Lord. Mm-hmm. That's why the church can safely declare that Jesus is Lord. Right. Because God has made him both Lord and Christ. And he proclaimed his name. He said, I will make my my goodness to pass before thee. And, and this is verse number 19. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to thee. And so, and, and well, to read further, um, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And uh, he said, thou can see, you can't see my face for there shall no man see my face and live. Look at this. Now, does that mean, you know, people say, well, I can't tell you that. You know, that's a secret. If I do that, I'm going to have to kill you. You know, they say it jokingly. But um, is it to say that, you know, if you if you see me, then you have to die because uh, once you see me. But really, 
if we look at this, we get another dimension of that statement. Moses comes back from interacting with the Lord only after seeing his hinder part. And how does he come back? His skin. There wasn't just a light shining on him, you know, like from a ray of light like we see on TV coming from the heavens. His skin was illuminated. So if just seeing the hinder part of God and being in his presence for 40 days caused his skin to be illuminated to the point that they were just terrifying because they'd never seen anything like that. Imagine what it would do to your mind, your body, and your soul to actually see the very, very face of God. One day we're going to see it, right? One day we're going to see it. But it's going to be over a period of time and revelation that he's going to give us, you know, here on this earth. But Moses, you know, he's reflecting the glory of God. So that was just receiving his hand So that's what he said in verse number 19. So last week, let's get this confirmation yeah. that the Lord is going to be with him. Right, right. I'm going to go with you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now he has to renew the covenant. Right, right. Since they broke the last one. Yes. So now we have to reestablish everything. I'm going to re I'm going to give you this. You you're going to have a, another opportunity. See, a covenant makes whatever God do in the earth realm legal. Mm -hmm. He need a people because he gave dominionship to Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. So, and of course they lost it to their disobedience. Mm -hmm. So, whatever God does now, he has a people to, to go through. Mm -hmm. Like in our day, it's the church. The church of the living God. So, now that we laid an awesome foundation of the lesson, we can, we can kind of gleam into it so we can have an understanding okay. of what, what's going on. So, chapter 34 verse 1 we'll read that okay. before we get into the lesson and the Lord said unto Moses heal thee two tablets of stone like unto the first and I will write upon these tablets the words that were in the first tablet ta tablet ta tables which thou breakest and be ready in the morning and come up in the morning into Mount Sinai and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. And no man shall come up with thee, neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount, neither let the flocks nor the herds feed before the mount. And he hewed tablets of stone like unto the first. Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to the mount Sinai, up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hands the two tables of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, unto the third and the fourth generation. So this was God's proclamation as he was passing by? Now you notice he... He's saying all this while he's literally passing by right. us. Yes. Wow. While he's, in the, while he's up there in the mountain yes. with them. He let him know, Lord, I am the Lord. This is resounding. This yes. is a resounding declaration. Because you broke the first one, now I'm going to declare some things in addition to these commandments. And this is, you need to read this over probably about five or six times kind of let it illuminate marinate yeah marinate and, yeah, into your spirit because this is a covenant is I know I keep harping on it you're good that's good because we, we live with God in covenants yes and we and as the body of Christ we need to understand we're in a covenant this covenant is 
And it is an agreement. It is an agreement. There is a requirement. And, and God keeps his word. And so when you, he keeps his and you just completely discard and completely violate. This is a big issue. We may, as people think, oh, it's not that bad. But we see here it's a terrible issue that caused lives and plagues and all kinds of things happen. And sin and, and unrepentant sins causes, you know, destruction. And unto generations yes. to come. So what you do can affect your children and their children. If they don't get a gospel message to repent and, turn and deliver them and from goes, that that Adamic nature, then it goes on to their children and so forth mm. and so on. Yeah. And God is declaring this so people could know. Yeah. You know, and now the church is is preaching the gospel message mm. and it's bringing people into the kingdom of God. Yes, and then once you get in the kingdom of God, we teach His righteousness and holiness. So they can please the heavenly And it's not just, you know, you know, the law, the judgment, the, you know, my statute. It's his blessings, his benefits, his mercy, his grace, his favor, his kindness, his covering, his provision. The thing is, you gotta have balance. You can't just grasp and teach and preach mercy and kindness and goodness and tenderness and provisions and you know lands and houses and you know expand my territory and not preach you know our covenant our relationship our agreement our responsibility our calling our place there has to be balance yes. I've seen I've seen I've seen one side <laughs> taught and then I've lived long enough to see another side be more dominant. It's like the scales are kind of unbalanced. You got to balance that out. Balance it is. So you can please God. Amen. So in verse 10, God's going to renew the covenant. And this is what Moses up in the mountain for, just to renew the covenant. Okay. And he said, Behold, I will make a covenant before all thy people. Mm-hmm. I will do marvelous such as have not been done in all the earth. Nor in any nation, and all the people among which thou art shall see the works of the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is a, as it is a terrible thing mm-hmm. that I would do unto thee. See, so if God would not have went with them, right. the angels would have went like God. They would have, they angels. would have moved, um, you know, enemies out of the way. But there were things they wouldn't have got. They would not have seen. The miracles, the marvelous things, things that they've that, never seen before. Yes. Yeah, and see, this is this is really something to me. I'm I'm just kind of in awe right now because not only am I gonna go with you, but I'm gonna do stuff I've never done for you before. It's not like you you only gonna get a little bit. You know, you're the messed up, but you're gonna be all right. No, I'm gonna do things for you I've never done. Marvelous things. Oh my God. That no other nation. No other nation has, has seen these no things. No people still, on the face of the earth. I'm going I'm to do things for you. I'm going to show you. Because God has so much goodness. You know, the Bible says God is love. Well, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, these works and greater works you should do in my name. Because mm-hmm. I go up here with the Father. He was mm-hmm. talking to the church that he was going to establish. Mm-hmm. After his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. And so... God's testimony should be among his people. It should be. The marvelous and the... Great, wonderful things that he has done. And open your mouth and testify. Don't be so full of pride that you can't say that, you know, I was lost. I was... I, 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 I got off track. You know, because you'll make people feel like, well, oh, well, you've always been pretty much on the straight and narrow. So no wonder he's blessing you, but you don't know me. I'm a different person. I was brought up in a different way. I've engaged in different things. I've even gotten off track from things I was taught. You've got to open your mouth and make known what God has done. Because there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. Right. So the things that took me down or took the next person down or took another person out are the same things that came up against you. And I challenge you or anyone to say that they have never failed. Right. So this is just all so good. I'm getting overwhelmed, so kind of. 
kind of you better take the take the wheel from me. I'm kind of. So we can get to the lesson now. Now that we know that Moses' purpose being at Mount Sinai the second time yeah. is to renew the covenant. Yeah, and this time you're gonna get even better things. Yes, that Aaron and his molten calf. With the people have broken the cup. Moses there to be a mediator and bring it all back together. Mm-hmm. So when they go on their journey, God will be with them. Mm-hmm. And so now we are what verse? Being in my Sunday school, let's now verse 27. Alright, so we're going to start there. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write these words, for after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with thee, and with Israel. See, and a covenant is a spiritual agreement. Yeah. That he's making. Isn't God wonderful? He's excellent. He's excellent. But Moses is excellent too because Moses, he mediated that covenant. He's just like Christ. He's just like our Christ. Jesus is right now at the right hand of God, speaking on the church behalf. And I like to take it personal. So he's calling my name out personally. Oh, yeah. He's pleading my case. Pleading yeah. my case. Mm-hmm. When the accuser of the brothers over there accusing me, mm-hmm. saying I'm not worthy. Yeah, and when I'm down on my knees and I'm praying, and the enemy's saying, you don't need to answer this verse. She's not worthy. For you to do such great things as if God only did things for great prophets and great, you know, men of God. He will do for the least person that calls upon his yeah. name. And then while you're down there pleading, you know, he's saying, no, no, I died and I gave my blood for these prayers to grant these petitions. So verse 28, and he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, and he did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So let's go to Deuteronomy. Yes. Because it sounds to me when you say he wrote upon, you want to get clarity of who's doing the writing. Yes. So we're going to Deuteronomy. Chapter 10. Okay. And what verse? Verse 1. Okay. 1 through 5. Okay. And 1 through 5. Now this is Moses' account. Yeah. He's telling this to the next generation. This is 40 years later. Okay. Deuteronomy and Exodus is 40 year difference. After he comes down from this 40 years after he descended from the mountain. Yes, and he's giving this, this new generation an insight of what happened at Mount Sinai. He's rehearsing it to them and telling them the story. Hey, this is what happened. This is the way it went down. Yes. 40 years later to a new generation. Yes. Okay. At that time, the Lord said unto me, this is Moses talking to the children. At that time, the Lord said unto me, Hew two stones, hew two tablets of stone, like unto the first, and come up unto me in the mountain and make the ark of wood. And I will write on, now this is clear, and I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables, which thou breakest. So that proves that God is talking. I'm going to write on the tables you broke. That's right. And thou shalt put them in the ark. So that's the ark of the covenant mm-hmm. that he was instructed to make when he went up the first time in those 40 days. And he said, and I made an ark of chittim wood and hewed two tables of stone like unto the first and went up into the mount having the two tables in my hand, and he wrote on the tables, according to the first writings, the Ten Commandments, which the Lord spake unto you in the mountain out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly, and the Lord gave them unto me. So he's telling them how he came about obtaining that second set of tablets that had the inscription of the Ten Commandments. This is what I like about God. Mm-hmm. The second set of tables that, that he brought on mm-hmm. was just like the first. Just he like didn't change his mind about uh, 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 his laws and statutes for his people. Yeah, he didn't alter them, did he? Mm-hmm. He didn't change it. He didn't take anything away from it. He didn't add nothing to it. These are the Ten Commandments. This is exactly what I said before. This is the it case. still stands. This is the covenant I'm making with you. I have not changed my mind. This is still what I'm going to extend to you. This is what I'm required of you. 
and this covenant mm -hmm. that I'm making with you. Mm -hmm. Holiness without which no man shall right. see the Lord. Now what you did before, you, you broke it, but now listen. This is what I want. I'm telling you again. And I'm giving it to your children. This is my requirement. Yeah. The Ten Commandments. And that's what that word tenure means. Tenure means uh, the purpose or the draft. Mm -hmm. This is what God had purpose for his people. And Jesus in the gospel, he talked about the Ten Commandments. So for the church, it's kind of like still under that. But what God does for us is he writes on the table for us. Somebody telling us all the time. He, it actually puts it in our spirit, on our heart. When he says he writes it on our heart, it's within us. Mm -hmm. It's not something we have to go and pick up and read and remember. It's going to be ingrained inside of us, in our minds, and our hearts, and our thoughts, and our spirit. And not only that, if it's in your heart, you you know without even having to quote it. You know if you've you've gone wrong. You know if you've gotten off track because it's in your heart. Well, the, the spirit of God is 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 a. Is a it's a lively spirit. Mm -hmm. it's, it's life giving. Yeah, yeah. Living waters, meaning that it's flowing. Yes. And it's giving life. Mm -hmm. And it got that word. That it has rich a dynamic. Word in it, and it writes up. And God, except the finger of God, He writes on the table of the heart. Mm -hmm. Well, the heart is a heart of flesh. <laughs> it's not a heart of stone. That's why, that's why they tell you to break up that fallow ground, you know, mm -hmm. get the stones out of your heart. And the stubbornness and the, yes. the callousness and the harshness. Yes. Yeah, take that out, but, you know, you so got to get that out if you want that. If you want that seed to get in there and yeah. if you want that word. And that, With that gospel message to get in there. It can't get in if you're going to, yeah. you know, keep the callous up, keep the walls up, keep the stony spirit, you know. You got to get rid of those things. Get rid things. of that sin and that. Things that separate you Hindrances. from God. Hindrances. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 29. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two Back tables. to Deuteronomy 34. 29. Okay. Uh, and it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of, of, of testimonies, excuse me, mm -hmm. in Moses' hand. Mm -hmm. When he came down from the mount, that Moses was not that the skin of his face shone. He didn't even know that this glory was on him. Wow, he talked with <clears throat> it. It was just a byproduct of being in, in the presence of the Lord. That's just awesome. Yes. Spend time in God's presence. I'm not saying you should go look, check the mirror, but I'm just saying when you do spend time in the presence of the Lord, it, it, it is reflected. It's reflected by your conduct. And you can't, it's like going on a 40-day fast or a 30-day fast or whatever and spending time, you know, denying your flesh and spending time in prayer, spending a lot of time in the Word, and you come up the same. How is that? How is that possible? I don't know. But if you are really in and, and you're putting that Word in you and you are denying yourself... There's something, there ought to be a change that is obvious to others. Yes. And which is the case with Moses. So he had been in presence with the Lord in this obvious presence that he wasn't even a reflection of him being in the presence of the Lord. He didn't even know. No, he was not He had aware. been in that luminous presence, you know, God all this time. When he come back down, he was coming back down, couldn't go take these two tablets he didn't even know his face was lit up his, the bible says his skin so like again it wasn't a ray of, of light shining on him it was his physical well, well, being yes and this is what the, the topic of the lesson said Moses reflect God's glory mm -hmm. so let's look at that for a minute okay let's go to 1st Corinthians oh okay chapter 3 let's see what the New Testament say about Glory. Okay, well, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18. And verse number 18. Alright. Uh, you want me to... Oops. Okay, 318. You want me to go ahead and read that? You have to read it. I do. Let no man uh, deceive him. Okay, so that this is 1 Corinthians 3.18. That was 2 Corinthians. Okay. That sounded a little 
it uh, to the side. Okay. 318. All right. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Now, the and, glass, he's talking about a mirror mm -hmm. that would reflect God's glory. With open face. Yes. Okay. Beholding the, beholding the, uh, the glory of the Lord and changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. So when you look in a mirror, you look at a glass, you look in a mirror, mm -hmm. and when you see the Lord, it's supposed to, the reflection should be the Lord, and the glory that you see in the mirror now should be reflected in you. And he tells you it's been done by the Spirit of the Lord. So it's the holiness of God, the the kindness of God, the, the, it's the manifested power of God, the glory is, it's the kindness of God, the, 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 um, the holiness, the pureness, yes. that unfeigned love, all of those things are uh, part of the manifested power because God is the only one that can give us that kind of power to live like that and to live a life that you know you love without respect to persons love that is undissimulated no you know where you're giving out you're just emanating what's pure well the definition of glory does mean brightness mm -hmm. splendor and radiance okay and this is what Moses was experiencing and in Corinthians what Paul is telling the church that we should be a reflection of Christ by the Holy Spirit. So the glory for us starts on the inside because that's what's changed, our spiritual man. Mm -hmm. And it should reflect out. So that can be seen. So it can be seen. You're a light on the hill. Yeah. Sitting on the it's, hill. It's your very lifestyle. It's your conduct. It's your behavior. It's your reactions. It's... You know, it's everything that emanates out of you as a person. And we got such great There's hope in Christ. And peace and yes. kindness, meekness. I would say the fruit of the Spirit, long-suffering, gentleness. All of these things reflect the glory of God. Yes. All right. Oh, I shouldn't have closed the whole with that. So that was verse, we left off at verse? Yeah, we're in verse 30 now. Okay. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. Verse 31. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron, and all the rulers of the congregation returned. <laughs> they must have turned around and kind of took off a little bit. And all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. Now, you so know, they kind of backed off a little bit in fear. Yes, they didn't understand. But he beckoned to them, come, come. And this is what I like about this. Moses called Aaron yeah. personally. The ringleader that started all this. And if you go to Deuteronomy yeah. chapter 9, mm -hmm. Verse 20. Okay. I think that, that and we're going to see in Deuteronomy. 9 and 20. 9 and 20. And the Lord was very angry with Aaron to have destroyed him. And I prayed for Aaron on also the same time. And I took your sin and the calf which you had made and burnt it with fire and stamped it and ground it very small, even until it was small as dust. Um, 20 was the one you want? Yeah, just 20. Not just 20, okay. Because Sorry. it says God was angry with Aaron. Yeah. And I believe that when Moses was up there the second time to renew the covenant, just like Moses said, I prayed for Aaron. Yeah, he pleaded for Aaron. Aaron's life was on his, he was, his head was on the chopping block so when, when Moses came down a second time he saw Aaron I guess why he said Aaron 
Because he loved Aaron. That's his big brother. Yes. And plus, redemption had come. And this is what's so amazing about this valley. When you look at Aaron, he never did repent of what he did. He never did. He blamed the he blamed the fire. He blamed the calf. People. He blamed the people. He blamed Moses. You know these people weren't right. He blamed you were up in long. that mountain too long. Yeah. It was, and he never did repent. And Moses pleaded for him. Moses on his behalf. And God was so gracious that when Moses came down the second time, there was Aaron. <laughs> you you still don't get it, Mo, uh, Aaron. You haven't caught on. But you were on your way into eternity. And I pleaded. He was so happy. God has yeah. had mercy on you. And that's why you really do need, no matter how bad people are, no matter what they've done, you really do need to plead for people. You really do need to go on, uh, on go before God on their behalf. Because God can have mercy on them because of your prayer. If I find favor, Lord, if, if you hear my prayers and if my prayers, you know, mean anything, you have mercy on this the particular factual, individual. The factual. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much means it gets much, much results. So when you live a life, you can plead for somebody that is ready to be destroyed. This is a prime example right here. It is. For somebody who never repented. Never prayed for themselves. But he turned out to be a great man of God. We still got a few stumbles and things that we're going to find out, but he got the priesthood, you know. Things, well, we, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll cross that That was so we'll amazing about this. Mm-hmm. That was so amazing about Moses interceding and praying for Aaron mm-hmm. that he still got the priesthood. He still got to go in God's presence on the Day of Atonement. You're the one that got one attack. Okay. But you know something? I want to say this. I don't know what happened in his head or not. But you know, Jesus gave these words. And I'm I'm going to give this to the church. The Bible says, To whom much is forgiven, that person loves much. I'm just saying this to the church. I'm not putting this into the whole context. I just want the church to hear this or those that might hear this that are in the church. If you have a lot on you and you have been derogative and you have violated and you are the person that totally feels unworthy, and you may be because really we're not worthy. When he forgives, the Bible says the one that who much was forgiven, that person loves much because they knew that they were rotten and undeserving. But the one that goes in, well, I really was. I've heard people testify and say, I was, you know, before I got saved, I wasn't really a bad sinner. I just, you know, didn't have the Holy Ghost. You know, I didn't do all this drinking. I didn't do all this smoking. I didn't do all this cussing. I didn't kill anybody. I didn't cover my neighbor. Okay, you got a nice laundry list of what you did good. But can you admit that you were born in sin and shaping in iniquity? But then you got the other one on the other hand, like the publican and the sinner. He knew he wasn't worthy. He smote on his chest and said, have mercy on me. So to whom much is forgiven, that person loves much. Aaron, you know, this is, this is a story from the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Old Economy. But I just wanted to give that to encourage somebody's heart. They can find grace and mercy in God's sight. Yes, I mean, he, he is gracious. Mm-hmm. He's merciful. He's long-suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, I guess it depends on, well, and, and I'm just, sometimes it depends on the type of damage you have done mm-hmm. before you get mercy and grace. Yeah, you, I believe you can cross boundaries. I believe you can get to a point, you know, the Bible said there's a sin unto death and there's a sin that's not unto death. I should, I do not say you should pray for it. So you, it's just, for example, like Esau and Jacob. He came carefully pleading for repentance and didn't find mercy. Well, I mean, Aaron, 
I know Aaron was Moses' big brother by three years. And I know this lesson is really not about Aaron, but we but when you look at Aaron's character in the scriptures and you see how Aaron it seems like he it seems like he was like a thorn in Moses' side. He has, he has his he has his uh flaws. He certainly has his his uh flaws. He's He's, he's kind of like Peter. You know, Peter did all kinds of things. and You know, and, but you know, there's, this is the God we serve. This is the God we serve. Even those things, we have to realize he well, takes those into consideration. Well, God did say, he did say, I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And that was part of his declaration. Yes. While he was up there, I, I'll, I'll show mercy on whom I have mercy, on whom I will, and I will. I think, and then it says um, in one um, passage, I think it's in the New Testament, Jacob have I loved, he's all right. That's a whole nother story, but you know, he feels the way that he feels with whatever background. There are so many things and so many variables we don't know at all. Well, when Aaron, two sons, you know, he had four sons. Mm-hmm. When two of them offered up strange fire mm-hmm. and God... Um, the Lord devoured them. In Moses, that fire. Moses talk, talk, turned to Aaron and said, don't you weep for them. He sure did. Don't you mourn for them. And it came out of the holies of holies and consumed them. It came out and got them and burnt them to ashes. And there are that there's that curse, that anathema, anathema, where you're not even allowed to weep when God tells you don't even weep. And, and there's other places in scriptures tells him, don't even cry about this. Don't even mourn over this. So, you know, there was such a, a place, you know, that they had reached in God's anger and, and defense to where God, like, he didn't even want tears yet for that person. So, but this is not Aaron's case, and the story is just complex, and we kind of get caught up a little bit. But so um, when first... he came down, it was Aaron. And all the children, yeah, he calls Aaron. His face was shining. And Moses called him to Aaron, 31? 32. 32. And afterward, all the children of Israel came nigh and gave them the commandments and all that the Lord had spoken unto him in Mount Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went up before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he had, that which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, and that his skin of Moses' face shined, shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until uh, he went in to speak with them. And, and, and like the commentary I was listening to said, eventually that. Luminous illumination on Moses's face faded. You know, it wasn't like it was like that till the day that he went up to Mount Nebo and right. got buried. So eventually, it faded, and they uh, used that as a uh, similitude to the law eventually fading because this is the giving of it. You know, the, of the uh, commandments, and this is eventually going to fade into the background and become like a, just a shadow, and then we're going to get the real thing. So, Moses was, you know, reflecting the glory of God. Well, John said the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's right, and it was time for that to fade, and for the the light that was the light of man to shine and become the dominant. But I like this glory that's in the law, because God gave Moses just a glimpse of what the church gets over time. This glory that Moses had, we have it right now. Scripture said we do have treasures in these earthen vessels. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. So God's glory is where it's inside. It's in our spiritual man. Mm-hmm. And when Christ appeared, we shall be like Him, mm-hmm. but we shall see Him as He is. But even as the Lord, the, the power of God was manifested on Moses, the power of God is manifested in the people of God. Of course. 
So when we go forth, we preach under the power of God. We teach under the power of God. We um, lay hands and pray for individuals under the power of God. We pray for mercy under the power of God. So it's manifested in us, you know, every day in some measure. And so we should always seek to be in the mountain and always seek to be before the Lord so that we can stay full. We don't want uh, our cup, you know, we want our cup to run over. We don't want it to diminish, um, kind of like the vessels of the ten virgins. You know, their oil had depleted. And So what you say is the glory should be reflected in the church. All the time. And to do that, you stay before the Lord like Moses was before God. You stay in the Lord's will, you stay in the Lord's word, you stay in his favor, and you can you can you can be a blessing to people throughout this earth. The ten the, the twelve apostles turn the world upside down. How about the church? And I'll tell you this, I'm seeing a lot of things that would have happened that were threatened to happen even over the news, but the people of God prayed. And it did not happen. So we are powerful. We're powerful in the earth, and we don't, we're not, of, it's not of ourselves, and it's not for ourselves. It is of God, and it's for the inhabitants of this earth, and for the people that don't, especially for people that don't know God, or have lost their way. So we have purpose. So we have to reflect the glory of God as well, in our lives, and our ministries, and our calling. So that's our lesson. Yes, God is good. Awesome. And so he's been good, so we're thankful again. And I just um I just hope and pray that uh somebody will find uh, this word to be illuminating in their heart and it will draw them closer to God than ever before. But he must remember that mind that God does everything within the primers of his covenant, the primers of his word. Yes. And he's always gonna be within his word. So, amen to that. All right, well, that's the end of our lesson. So, Elder, you want to pray us out? Now to the only wise God. Now to the King, eternal, immortal. The only wise God, the honor, glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Join us again next week. As we'll start our winter quarter, in Jesus' name.